Hey everybody, welcome to my podcast. I hope you guys all had a good day today. And uh, hopefully you're relaxing, ready for this new week to start. Uh, Today is February 10th, 2019. And today's Sabbath School quarterly lesson reads about the seven trumpets. And then we'll be reading from Genesis uh, chapter 40 and 41, Ephesians chapter 5 verse 2, and Revelation chapter 8 through 11. In the Bible, we encounter symbolic dreams as early as the story of Joseph in Genesis 40. You might remember how the butler dreamed of grapes and the baker of bread. Then later, Pharaoh fetched Joseph out of prison to explain his two dreams of cows and corn. In each case, the symbols used in the dream pointed to the interpreter to the true subject. For example, a dream about a baker featured bread and one about famine featured skinny cows. We pray too little. Daniel and Revelation follow that pattern. A vision about the sanctuary, Daniel 8, is presented in the sanctuary symbols, ram, goats, horns, daily, while one about the history of God's church, Revelation 2 and Revelation 3, features churches from Asia Minor. A prophecy climaxing with the seal of God and the resulting silence in heaven. Revelation chapter 4 verse 1 through chapter 8 verse 1 uses seals on a book as its leading metaphor. The seven trumpets of Revelation 8 through 11 is the largest of the prophecies. Here the history that fall of Roman Empire is illustrated by the warning blasts from brass instrument. And why illustrate the fall of the Roman Empire? In Daniel, we find the familiar four empires, Babylon, Persia, Greece, Rome, followed by Christ's kingdom. When Revelation is written, three of those empires are gone, and the last one is already in decline. So the book of Revelation begins logically when God's judgment on the one remaining empire. Accordingly, the first four trumpet messages in chapter 8 foretell the punishment of western rome by barbarian tribes such as the infamous vandals the next two trumpets revelation 9 introduce powers that god uses to execute judgment on apostate christianity the rise of gunpowder artillery and also the religious influence of the muslim fighters are each described our own day is pictured by the final trumpet the seventh hope Here the scope of the broadened we set that God will punish the world for its opposition to the law of God. In our short story today, we look at two key points. First, from the introduction of Revelations chapter 8, verse 2 through 5, we will observe Christ's work in the heavenly sanctuary. Then in the final section of prophecy, Revelation 11, verse verse 15 through 19, we will look at how our choices today will affect our standing when consequences come. Christ's ministry, Revelation chapter 8, verse 2 through 5, another angel comes and is given much incense, these sweet smells offered with the prayers of all saints, remind us that we may not come into God's presence unbidden. This angel is no other than Christ meditating in prayer. It is grace, the sweet smell of Christ's perfect righteousness, that makes our prayers acceptable to God. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 2. If Jesus himself handles our prayers personally, how is it that we pray too little? If we are bidden to come boldly before the throne, why do so only 
casually and occasionally. In our passage, we see the future end of Christ's work as a meditator, a mediator. The senses, the censor being cast to the earth, full of hot coals, call our attention to the reality that someday Jesus will step out of the sanctuary. By comparing Revelation chapter eight, verse two through five, and Revelation eleven, verse nineteen, one can see that the history of God's judgment on earth occurs at the same time as Christ's ministration in heaven. In other words, while Christ aids his faithful persons here, he simultaneously punishes daring rebellion in the empires that oppress him oppress them. These are the two aspects of his work as mediator and judge. Highlighted in Revelation 8 through 11, the seventh trumpet, Revelation 11, verse 15 through 19. When the seventh trumpet sounds, Jesus in heaven is given the kingdoms of this world. As he accepts this honor, heaven rejoices that he is about to return to earth to finally take it back. When Jesus returns, he will destroy those who, by pollution or moral corruption, have defaced the planet, Revelation 11, verse 18. The passage on the seventh trumpet concludes with pictures of both the heavenly sanctuary with the Ten Commandments in the Ark and of God's punishment on earth in the seven last plagues. Compare chapter, uh, Revelations 11, 19, verse 19 and Revelations chapter 16, verse 18 through ni- uh, 21. These are his two works. Soon both will be done. In conclusion, while Jesus yet urges our prayers before the throne as if he were the one making the request, why would we pray little? While his enemies are being judged, why would we neglect to become his friend? And if the small book of Revelation devotes a whole chapter to Islam, ought we not to be more purposeful in sharing the teachings of the prophets with our Muslim peers? Perhaps your friends would be more interested than you might guess in knowing that God uses forces of Islam to punish the idolatry and sexual sins that characterize the Holy Roman Empire. And if you can pivot that they're to showing how the prophecies of Daniel and Revelation have accurately foretold two millennia of history, you might f- have a conversation that settles you in the faith even as it invites others to share your faith. We pray too little. We bury our light under a bushel too naturally. The light and power of Jesus are available through his ministration and through his revelation. These are the facts worth pondering about. And that is today's Sabbath School quarterly lesson. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I hope you guys have a good rest of your Sunday evening. God bless you all that are listening.